Welcome to the Amy Williams Show. I'm your host, Amy Williams, and I am so excited that you're here listening to the show today. My hope and my prayer is that you find the strength and the comfort in knowing whatever you may be facing in your life right now, that you are not alone. Here on the Amy Williams Show, I'm all about being transparent in my personal struggles, my successes, and I pray that each episode brings you the motivation to keep moving forward. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, welcome back again to the Amy Williams Show. I'm your host, Amy Williams. I don't know why, but somehow I always have to do a little, like, singing. (laughs) But it is what it is. I hope you enjoy my little tunage there for your earbuds. All right, so we're coming at you live, episode five. Actually, scratch that. We're not coming at you live, but we're coming at you, episode five. Live and five just go together, so they kind of came out that way. All right, I'm Goofy. I hope you know that by now. And um, all right, so we have covered quite a bit already. And I want to keep it rolling and keep it moving. So we're going to dive right in. And I I like that phrase. We're going to dive in. I grew up with a swimming pool in our backyard. I don't remember. I want to say I was probably six, seven, eight-ish when the pool got dug out and put in and installed and all that. So I love swimming. Love it. Had the slide, had the diving board. And there's nothing like being underwater and listening to the bubbles. It's my favorite, favorite. I love swimming. And my kids love swimming too. So yes, I am proud of that. So just makes sense to say dive right in. Because once you dive in and go for it, you know you're doing the right thing and you're being called to do it and you got to do it. So do it, dive in, go, stop hesitating. And now you can be at peace because you're like, ah, I'm doing it. Here I am. Now I'm swimming, right? We had this pool book my mom had and it kept record of who was the first one in when the pool was open, when the pool was closed. And the different people that would come and, you know, enjoy the pool with us, our friends and stuff. And if there's any parties and that kind of thing, uh, a diary of sorts for the pool. So every year, my brothers and I, and eventually some of our friends too, would compete to see who would be the first one in. And let me tell you, I think I maybe won one time. (laughs) The pool was like 60 degrees and it was like a jump in, jump out right? You're not staying in, you're not swimming in that because it's way too cold. But it also felt so good to be the winner and to be like, haha, my name gets to go in the pool book this year, right? I'm sure if some of my growing up friends are listening to this, which I hope you are, hope you're there. Um, maybe your name is in that pool book too. So I don't know where it is anymore. It's long gone. But you know, the memory is there. And that's what matters. So I am going to talk to you about purpose and diving in. So I think that there are some some people out there that really need to hear this. And so I want to do it and I want to do it justice. But I also want to do it within a time frame that is respectable to everybody. All right. So there are times where you know 
down deep that you're made for more and that you, you're like, I'm not living in my purpose. I'm not living in my, where I'm supposed to be. I think I said this in a, a different episode too, where it's okay for if it's just, maybe that was last episode four, where it's just a season. And sometimes, you know, you have to do something that might not be in your purpose right now to make it work. That's okay. But I think even in that season, there's a purpose for it. I'll give you a little example. So when Shannon and I were married and we were having our second, which is Eli, um, we were living in a place and he agreed when Amara was one and I was pregnant with Eli that I could be stay-at-home mom because it was like a long-time dream of mine to be stay-at-home mom. That's what my mom did. That's actually what his mom did. And I just, I always saw that for myself. I went to hair school so that way I can do hair in any state. And once I have a husband, it doesn't matter where he gets a job, I can always do hair. Like my goals growing up were to basically, I wanted to be a mom and I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and, and still be able to help support if I needed to. So there was a time where we were really struggling financially and it was like, okay, well, now we have two kids there's more money coming out than that what's coming in. You need to get a job. So reluctantly, I'm like, okay, fine, I'll do it. And I went and got a job. I worked, um, one of my friends got me the job. Thank you, Stormy, if you're listening. And um, I worked for a storage unit place. And it was so something that I could do, but it was not something I was called to do, if that makes sense. It was a short-lived job because it was just something that I needed to do to give us the boost that we needed in order to get out of the situation we were in. So back to stay-at-home mom and um, it was, you know, it was such a blessing to be given that opportunity to have that job and I was going to, if I was going to do it, I was going to do it right and I was going to learn it and, you know, and that's what I did. This isn't my calling, like, Okay, I work in a factory or I do this or I do this. This is not my calling. It's not my purpose. It's not what I'm made for. However, while I'm here, I'm going to give it 110% because I'm going to do it right. I'm going to do it how, how I'm supposed to do it. And I can use whatever situation I'm in to be the hands and feet of God and be able to minister and be a good example to people that are there. So there's, you know, it might not be your calling or your purpose to work at the storage unit, whatever that is for you. Um, but what are you doing with the opportunity to still live your purpose within that? And um, there's another example for you is there was a Haiti earthquake, the big Haiti earthquake, and it was catastrophic. It was horrible. And I remember being at church now, if you listen to, was the last episode or episode three, where I talked about um, after my mom had passed when I was 21, I went through like a few years of just basically being drunk. Then there was the Haiti earthquake. And as many people, as many lives as the Haiti earthquake took, it saved mine. And I was at church on Sunday morning and there just happened to be a moment and it was like a moment of prayer, a moment of silence. And I could actually physically hear a voice say, go to Haiti. And I, I knew it was God telling me, go to Haiti. 
And I, in my head, I'm not talking out loud, right? So this is a conversation in my head, go to Haiti. And I said, how? And the voice replied, go to Haiti a second time. And I'm like, when? Just go to Haiti. And that was it. And I kept asking questions and there was never another voice. All I heard was go to Haiti three different times. And I'm like, huh? Okay. So I'm crazy. I just heard this voice tell me to go to Haiti. I don't even know how to get to Haiti. I don't know where, like what in the world. I don't have money for that. I don't like what? Right? So fast forward two weeks. And this is a job that I had um, working for a Christian school um, with my dad. And I was vacuuming. It was my first job when I was 16. And I held it part time for a long time, for 10 years. They had a church office in there. And I went in because I'm a talker. And I wanted to say hi to the secretary. And I went in, I'm like, hey, how are you? How are things? And we start talking and I look at their bulletin on the counter on the, on the front desk. And they were having a mission team meeting for those interested in going to Haiti to send relief and support and all that. And I look at her and I'm like, hey, that meeting is tonight. I said, even though I don't go to your church, can I go to that meeting? And she was like, well, absolutely. You go find out and you can, you know, see who else is interested and see if that's something you want to do. And I was like, well, absolutely. Thank you. So that night I went back up to the building and went to that meeting. And from that point forward, my life changed forever. And I ended up going on a mission trip with that group. And we went to Port-au-Prince, Haiti and went to Christian Light School. We met with Sherry Fossey, who is the missionary that lives there. And she's built this school from the ground up. And it was one of those things where like, I knew down deep that was my purpose. I was supposed to go. I knew there was no doubt. I heard the voice. I know I needed to go. I'm like, I don't know why. I have no idea what's going on, but I got to go. So I go. And I remember the day we had to leave and we get in the tap tap. And it's just like the taxi, the bus. And we're leaving and I had to say bye to all my kids. And uh, my heart broke because down deep in my gut, I knew I was not done. Like, I'm not supposed to be leaving. Like, I just, I, in my gut, I'm like, no, my, I'm, my calling isn't done. My purpose isn't done here. I'm not done. I, I got to come back. I got to figure this out. I have no idea what in the world. What's crazy about it is, long story short, um, I wasn't the only one that felt that way. Thankfully, a few of the same people got on another group that went and we went a second time. But y'all, the same thing happened. And I, leaving that second week, I just knew I wasn't done. I'm like, why? Lord, okay, I've given you two weeks. I've done the fundraisers. I've been, you know, I've shared my experiences with youth groups and I've done the speaking on the, you know, what's going on in Haiti and what's going on in the school and I've supported and I did um, a couple different fundraisers and we, we sent boxes and boxes of shoes to all these kids and like I did all this stuff and I'm like I'm just I know I'm not done like what why can't I rid this feeling and finally there was you know this this moment where I'm like okay all right God I'm gonna give you a month I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna go crazy here uh the job that I had at the time now I've had like even though I've done hair continuously I always have like a second job kind of stimulating the income and this job was um, for an apparel company. And I remember telling my, my boss, I have to give you my notice because um, 
I'm being called to go to Haiti again. And this time I'm going for a month and I'm going by myself. And so I don't want you to like wait for me for a month. And he just like looked to me like I was cray cray, which we've decided, you know, that's that's true. I'm, I am. And that's okay. Can you imagine being on the receiving end of that conversation? Holy cow. What, what, what just came out of my mouth? You know, on, on my side of it, I'm going, okay, I just told him I'm going to Haiti for a month. I'm quitting my job. Yeah, I don't have the money to go to Haiti for a month. I don't, I can't, what am I going to do when I get back? I'm not going to have a job lined up. Like all of my hair clients have to just pause and wait for me to come back for like in a month. Like what in the world? But that's what happened. (laughs) And like looking back on it now, it sounds and looks so crazy. But in the moment, I knew without a doubt that that was my purpose. And I knew that was my calling and I knew I had to do it. I got so much support from so many people. I mean, both of the teams I had been on with before helped support me and I did.